My grade one students at Robbins Hebrew Academy want to know all about God. Their questions range from what does God look like and why is God called God to why does God let war happen and why doesn't God protect us from bad things. And these days, they're not the only ones who are asking these questions and wondering about God in these ways. Today, we are all asking those questions. Since the terror attack on October 7th in Israel, I find myself constantly turning over my students' questions in my own head. If God is good, why does terror and evil exist? Why are babies taken from the arms of their mothers? Where is God? Yesterday morning, like so many of us, I waited with bated breath for updates on the return of the first 13 hostages. As I prepared to teach at RHA, I set a door on each of the chairs here in the Hendelese Chapel for my students, and I started to cry. I started to cry because as a teacher, every day, I'm reminded that each and every child is a world unto themselves. My heart broke for the babies, the youngest children and their mothers, all that they have been through and the trauma that they will surely continue to experience even once they are Be'ezrat Hashem, with God's help, safely returned home. And my heart broke for the families who are still waiting to hug their loved ones. The families lo whose loved ones have not come home yet this Shabbat. I never thought that I would have the Masorti Movement's Prayer for Captives memorized. But since October 7th, the words of this plea are etched on my mind and in my heart and flow almost easily from my mouth each time we gather together in prayer here at Beth Tzedek. As the first group of hostages were reunited with their loved ones yesterday, it seems as if our prayers are beginning to be answered. A first glimmer of hope. And so we continue now more than ever with this fervent prayer until we see the safe return of each and every one of the hostages. As I read this week's Parsha, I recognized the verse quoted at the end of this prayer for captives. Jacob pauses at the border of Eretz Yisrael, about to cross over. He's worried about what might await him on the other side. He's afraid. Toward the end of a dream that Jacob has that night along his journey, God promises him 
והנה אנוכי עמך, here I am with you. ושמרתיך בכל אשר תלך, I will protect you wherever you go. והשיבותיך אל האדמה הזאת, and I will bring you back to this land. כי לא אעזבך עד אשר עמאסיתי את אשר דיברתי לך. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised. Upon waking up from his dream, Jacob delights. אכן, יש אדוני במקום הזה, ואנוכי לא ידעתי. Surely God is present in this place, and I didn't know. God was here all along, and I had no idea. In his book, titled, God Was in This Place, and I, I Did Not Know, Rabbi Lawrence Kushner points out that earlier on in Jacob's dream, before he's addressed by God with this promise, he sees angels, olim veyordim, going up and coming down on a ladder between heaven and earth. But Kushner wonders, shouldn't it be the other way around? Angels live in heaven, not on earth. Shouldn't they be coming down from heaven and then going back up once they've done their work here on earth? Instead, it seems like these angels in our Parsha are going up to heaven from earth, sneaking a quick peek at the divine while up on high, and making their way back down to earth. Perhaps these angels, Kushner suggests, aren't really angels at all. Maybe these angels are just ordinary human beings. In the way that we might call an especially kind nurse in the hospital who's caring for us, an angel, or a sweet baby fast asleep in our arms, an angel. When Jacob wakes up from this dream where humans are behaving in angelic ways, and he is subsequently told of God's presence, comfort, and protection, he recognizes that perhaps though not immediately apparent to him, God was present in that place all along. Rabbi Harold Kushner, who's a second Rabbi Kushner, not related for those keeping score, says that when Martin Buber, the great Jewish philosopher and theologian, was asked, where is God? He would answer that God is found in relationships. God is not found in people. God is found between people. And Rabbi David Wolpe writes about a child years ago in a Hebrew school class in California who asked the same question that my students asked in this room yesterday. What does God look like? A student in Rabbi Wolpe's class yelled out, God looks like that light. 
and he pointed to the Ner Tamid, the eternal light that hangs above the ark. Rabbi Wolpe thought for a moment and responded, yeah, God does kind of look like that light. Just like God, just like light, God can't be seen. Both light and God need to bounce off other things to be seen through them. Light may bounce off of walls and furniture and arcs, but God bounces off of people. God becomes real through the actions of people. Here I am with you, God tells Jacob in his dream. Where is God now? On October 7th, my friend's grandmother was taken hostage by Hamas militants from her home of kibbutz near Oz. On October 10th, I landed in Toronto from New York and went straight to her house. I didn't know what to say or what to do, so I brought her her favorite meal. I sat with her and we cried together. I'm here for you, I whispered through tears. My cousin who lives in Jerusalem has spent 12, sometimes 15 hours a day in the home of Jonathan and Rachel Goldberg Polin, whose son Hirsch remains in captivity by Hamas in Gaza. Sometimes my cousin can help the Goldberg Polin family by running their social media channels, organizing interviews for them to share their story, and helping to edit their speeches for events like the rally to bring our hostages home in DC a couple of weeks ago. But mostly, my cousin just sits with Hirsch's family and offers his presence. Here he is with them. Last weekend, I caught up with an old friend from university who I haven't seen in over six years. He asked what I've been up to since we last saw each other. I told him about the past three out of six years that I've spent living in Israel, studying first toward a master's in education and then as part of my rabbinical training. He blushed and shyly admitted that he had wanted to ask how I was doing since the events of October 7th and beyond, but that he didn't know how to bring it up. I didn't want to say the wrong thing, he said, but I'm here with you. And through his words and his friendship, I felt God's comfort. Ushmarticha, I will protect you, says God. When my student asked, why doesn't God protect us from bad things? It took me a moment to think about how I might go about offering an answer even for myself, let alone for a room full of six-year-olds. God is often described as a parent. Av harachamim, avinu shebashamayim. 
What do your parents do when you fall and hurt yourself? I asked my students. They wipe my tears. They bring me a Band-Aid. They kiss it better. And what about helping you fall back asleep after you've had a nightmare? My parents bring me a glass of warm milk. My parents tuck me in a little tighter. Just as parents can't cast a magic spell to protect us from scratch knees or nightmares, or God forbid, from much worse, God can't protect us from the dangerous and terrifying things in this world. But what can God do? God can send us angels in the form of humans who can offer us their love and protection through their comfort, their care, and their presence. I won't leave you, God promises Jacob. God doesn't abandon us when we don't abandon each other. The worldwide Jewish community continues to think of, pray for, and call for the release of all hostages. Not just through our prayer for captives, but through rallies, phone calls to loved ones, global initiatives, solidarity visits, and more. Every single day at 5 p.m., a tent is set up outside of the museum center in Tel Aviv, where Israelis and all those wishing to offer comfort and support are invited to be with the families of hostages. Every day at 5 p.m., God is there because we are. In this spirit, empty Shabbat tables have been set for Sheva Shabbatot, seven weeks, in cities across the world, reminding the public that our children, our mothers, our fathers, our grandparents, our cousins, our friends are still not home this Shabbat. Beth Tzedek has taken that model and created our own symbolic display of an empty Shabbat table in the lobby. Where is God? God is in relationships. God is with us when we show up for each other. When we give and receive care, comfort, and love. When people act in angelic ways, they bring out the divine spark that rests within all of us. As human beings created in God's image, B'Tselem Elohim, God provides love, comfort, and presence to God's people through the way that we provide comfort, love, and presence to each other. Last week, I read to my grade one students from this book, I wanted to know all about God. The book reads, I wondered if God was caring, and the new boy shared his crayons with me. I wondered if God's people have faith in each other, and my friend trusted me with a secret. 
I wondered what God's love feels like. And my grandmother put her arms around me and gave me a big hug. Just as Jacob woke up from his dream to realize that God had been there all along through humans acting in angelic ways, may we all soon wake up from this nightmare and see the return of every single hostage. Until then, may we find God in the comfort, care, and love that we can offer to one another. Shabbat Shalom.